Hi there and welcome to Hugh. My name is Darren and today I would like to encourage all believers who are in the body of Christ. God has put a message on my heart, it's actually quite heavy on my heart and I do need to share it. It's actually been on my heart for the whole week so I just feel it's important that uh, I share this with you. We as the body of Christ we usually gather together in places called churches as we know. When we first become believers, we gladly go along to church to feed that hunger of knowing more about God and his purpose for us and others. We have discovered that Jesus Christ is true and alive today, and so we press into him to get to know him more. As time goes on, we all become churched, if there is such a word. The structures, traditions, and certain methods in the church used to organize itself ends up organizing us into its own image and Jesus Christ did not call us to be an image of a church but to be an image of him what am I saying here we end up more busy with church than with God I do not blame anyone at all in this matter as we have all gone down this road together molding the church into what we see today I'm not saying every single church is like this, but there is a lot of churches that are churched. And I'm not against structure either, because everything God does has some kind of structure to it. But there is good news. If you have a real heart for God in his kingdom, God can turn this whole situation around, starting with us. If God has put this burden on your heart also, then let us look at this situation together. So where do we begin? We need to look at the very first believers in the book of Acts. We need to see it through their eyes and their hearts. The first believers actually spent time with Jesus himself for about three years or so. They saw the miracles he performed and heard his amazing teachings. They had never heard or seen anything like this before. This experience with Jesus convinced them that he was the Son of God, and no human could have done what he did. But then, all of a sudden, things appear to go wrong. The Son of God was taken away from them to be executed, and in a very public way, he was executed upon a hill on a crucifix for everyone to see, to prove to the world he was not the Son of God, and that he could not save himself. That would have been a real heartbreak for those who were following him and to those who had put their hope in him. So for them, what was to become of this soul-wrenching situation? Well, after this, Jesus was buried in a tomb with a stone rolled over the entrance. They all went their own way, very sorrowful. But this Jesus, the Son of God, came back from the dead and appeared to many people. And remember this, everything that Jesus did was very public and nothing was done in secret. His birth, ministry, his death and resurrection was all done openly for all to see. Now this is the most important part for Jesus' followers and for you and me. Imagine being with Jesus, then seeing his execution and being there at his burial you would be bewildered. 
Then after a few days, all of a sudden, he just turns up. You're in a locked room or you're walking down the road and then Jesus just appears out of nowhere. Your leader has just died and now he's standing next to you and he starts talking to you. How would you feel seeing someone alive after watching their execution and attending their burial? He was nailed to a crucifix, examined by Roman soldiers to make sure he was dead, and then pierced with a spear. And then somehow he is alive next to you. For me, it would be exciting and unbelievable at the same time. You know, if I was one of the disciples, we would have been looking at each other saying, he's alive, he's back from the dead. And this sort of news would have spread real fast among his followers because this news is good and exciting news. And for the next 40 days, Jesus appears to many people and he has one subject on his mind, the kingdom of God. And everybody listened. If God raised somebody you knew back from the dead, and God gave that person a message for you, I tell you what, you will be listening to that person more now than when they were alive before they died. And there is one more instruction Jesus gave his followers. Go back to Jerusalem and wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit as promised by God the Father. Then after all this excitement, Jesus was taken up into the sky and disappeared into the clouds in front of them all. And what did Jesus' followers do when he disappeared into the sky? They just kept on staring into the sky. What were they thinking? To be honest, I don't know. Now, were they waiting for something more to happen? I'm not really sure. I just know they kept staring into the sky. And I believe we can also become like this when we go to church. We stare into the sky. Why? Maybe we want more from God. Maybe we want him to speak to us in some special way. Can you tell me why many of us just stare into the sky as though God is now far away? When Jesus disappeared into the sky, two angels stood by and said to those who were staring into the sky, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. In other words, Jesus may be gone now, but he will be back. So why are you staring into the sky? Go now and do what he asked you to do until he has returned. Go and gather together and seek God and do his will. And that is what they did. God moved by giving them the Holy Spirit, which made them even more bold. Signs and wonders followed them which confirmed that Jesus was resurrected and now is alive. The joy and excitement of being a part of God in his kingdom caused them to gather as one in prayer, sharing in communion, and having a simple heart in the matters of God. And that caused them to grow in themselves and with each other, as it says in Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47. People were pressing in. The reason for all of this? Jesus is alive. The sheer joy of this caused the apostles to seek God even more. They were praying together, looking into the word of God to find out more so they could share more of this excitement with all believers. They were not caught up in church. They were caught up with God. 
They had hungry hearts for God. And this is what God wants for us, a hunger for him. A hunger for church will only kill and destroy any excitement one has for God over time. And I have seen it too often. In the end, even though we know that Jesus is alive, we sort of forget his commands and start looking into the sky like we are waiting for something more to happen. What are we to do? Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says it all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Do you remember the verse from Matthew chapter 11 verse 12? And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. This verse is talking about the time from the appearance of John the Baptist to the appearance of Jesus and his ministry. During this time, multitudes of people were pressing into the things of God as they listened to John the Baptist and Jesus, who was teaching about the kingdom of God and God's righteousness. Why were these people vigorously pushing into the things of God? Because the church of the day, which was the Pharisees and so on, were too busy being a religious church instead of being busy for the things of God. And the sad part about a church that is busy about itself is this. Not only do many new believers fade away into oblivion, but the people outside of the church who have never heard the gospel never really get to hear the message of God from a people who are on fire and hungry for God because they know their Saviour Jesus Christ is alive today. If you have a deep desire or want a deep desire for our Lord and Saviour, then stop staring into the sky and get to work for the Kingdom of God. Gather together in your church as He has asked. Pray and seek the Lord for His purpose in your area. Share the excitement of communion because our God is alive and keep things simple for everyone's sake. I just want to pray this with you. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your great kindness and goodness to us all. Your patience and mercy we all greatly appreciate. Stir our hearts and refresh us with your Holy Spirit and your word, that we may not fall short of the commands you gave us to do, so that others may rejoice when they hear about your Son, Jesus Christ, who was dead and now is alive. Thank you, Father, for being gracious to us, and may your love and mercy come gushing out of us, and Lord, may the hunger of your people grow. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It has been heavy, heavy on my heart, and I mean heavy, and God has really pushed me to share this. So I ask that you also pray regarding this matter. Encourage others to push into God, push into the kingdom of God. And when you do this, it will affect a lot of people around you and God can move more so in you and in your church and in your community. Thank you for listening to this. I pray you'll have a great day. Amen.